Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Iowa. We're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry about the uh, little mishap. I know. Um, something going on in the back end. Unfortunately, uh, couldn't get the preview out, although I can assure you all of it was spot on. Yeah, it actually kind of was. <laughs> it actually was. I was thinking about um, when I was looking at some of the like post-game stuff from some of the players, um, particularly Dane Belton was like, um, yeah, you know, they're a, they're a pretty run-heavy offense, so we were trying to make them one-dimensional and make them throw. And I was like, wait a second, Matt said that in the preview, but nobody got to hear it. <laughs> so sorry about that, but we're happy to be back with a recap of our ninth win this season. Ninth win this season. I love to hear it. Yeah, and it was beautiful. Yes. Uh, our, let's see, November 20th. And it, was, it was, yeah. 50 degrees. 50 degrees. Unbelievable. I took two different kinds of coats. Okay, I took a puffy coat <laughs> and then I took like a lighter jacket because I knew in the morning I had to be there at like 10, 15 and I knew in the morning it was going to be cold. This is Iowa in the fall. You freeze in the morning and then you sweat in the afternoon. That's just the way it goes. Not usually at end of November, but in the fall. Um, and so, yeah, I took took two different coats, ended up wearing the puffy one for like a little bit, maybe a half hour. And then it was the light jacket for the rest of the day. Unbelievable. That sounds like a seasoned vet, if I've ever heard one, like a veteran move. You know, it sounds like somebody that has lived in Iowa for 27 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, beautiful weather. Got the win. I think everybody had a great time. Weird kickoff time, but outside really of weird. that. And it got pushed to 110, I think. So That's it wasn't the even slider. Yeah, so it wasn't even at like one o'clock. But yeah, it was uh it was a lot of fun. And it's one of those things too where it's like you get to the end of the season and usually it's freezing. It might be um snowing, raining, the whole thing. And so you get to the end and you're like, you know, I'm sad that it's over, but I really don't want to stand out here anymore. But not this Saturday. I was like, ugh. Man, I'm sad the season's over and it's nice out. And now I'm just sad. Um, Anyway, yeah, senior day, always a sad one. Um, I was standing down the south end. So right by the the tunnel that they were coming out of standing by the cheerleaders. And there were some tears with the cheerleaders. And, you know, it's their last. They got some seniors on the on the team, too. So everybody was feeling a little emotional. And only one player cried was Riley Moss. And I think part of that probably had to do with the fact that, um, you know, he was injured for for part of this final season. But he could come back. Right? Well, I saw he can. Yeah. And I saw it was pointed out that Riley Moss or games that Iowa plays with Riley Moss, nine and oh. What do you know? So if he comes back next season, I'm not against it. He's got a flow going on right now, by the way. Whew, that was a that was a lot of hair. But I, I was like, whoa. I hadn't seen him with his helmet off in a while. So I kind feel of, like that's everybody's got a flow I was right now. Say, yep. I don't know what it is. Matt has a mustache right now. I don't want to talk cares. about it. It <laughs> Only a mustache. Only, yes. Well, because I've been wanting him to do it for a really long time. And I said, it's November. Everybody's doing it. So you're not going to look weird. 
and just do it for a little bit and see if you like it. Uh, I didn't know that you have that pronounced of a chin. Seven years together, and I didn't know that. So, Crimson chin, fairly odd parents. That's me. All right. Uh, let's get to football. Okay, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, Charlie Jones, 100-yard touchdown. Let's talk about that first. So he's only the fourth Hawkeye in Iowa history uh, to have a 100-yard kick return. And the last time that that was done was 2003, C.J. Jones in the Orange Bowl. So it's been a bit. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Amir had one uh, 98 yards, but mm-hmm. not quite the the hunnet, you know? <laughs> Jeez. But yeah. that was really cool. Really all around special teams were good. Um, you know, obviously that's a great play. And we had a we had our first ever fan submission Hey-o. for Unsung. So we will get to that. That's just a little teaser. We'll get to that at the end. Mm-hmm. But uh, really all special teams were good minus the first punt. Okay. Um, you know, it was a little low. Tori doesn't get it. However, he just fell on it instead of trying to kick it on the ground. See? So. That's what we call progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Um, but either way, he was able to get on it. Um, that whole kind of sequence was a little bit weird. Um, third and four, we ran that uh, toss play that Minnesota killed us on in the first half. Yeah. Which led me to believe that we were going to go for it on fourth down. And then we elected not to. Mm-hmm. And then the fans did not like that. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, ball don't lie. So we don't go forward on fourth down and we have a very uncharacteristic low snap, muff, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then uh, Illinois, but defense, bend don't break, comes out after the first drive. Um, anyway, we, we can get into all this. Let, let's focus on the special teams. Caleb Shudak attempts a uh, 51 yarder, makes it career long. And then the 56-yarder, unfortunately, couldn't quite get the leg there, but he was very active on senior day. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. And you called it, he was your unsung hero not that long ago. Just last week. Just the fact that he's as consistent as he continues to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, I got a little nervous, I'm not going to lie, when, when they had the little, uh, the muffed snap with that pun, I was like, oh boy. Usually when stuff like that happens at the beginning of the game, it does not set a good tone for the rest of the game. <laughs> right. So I think the uh, the air in Kinnick kind of went out for just a second, but we regained it. We came back from that. Defense goes out there and holds him to a field goal. There you have it. Um, I actually, do you want to do defense first or do you want to talk about the offense first? I feel like you have a direction you want to go, so go ahead. <laughs> I actually I actually don't, but um, you were talking about defense a little bit. So if you want to just go ahead and take it away from there, go for it. Yeah, our defense, um, after that first drive, really settled in. And it's a little strange because you actually texted me and said, hey, Hankins is in street clothes. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't prepared for that. And then Kerner comes out dressed and then ends up in street clothes. Yeah, I didn't quite understand what was going on there. And honestly, I didn't really look into it. Did you? I just noticed that he wasn't playing. Yeah. Quinn Schulte was in there. Um, and they were moving Kayvon around and stuff like that. They were moving guys to try and fill that void. But to go down two senior DBs before the game starts that you weren't expected to miss uh, is a little tough. Um but our defense, on the first drive, Illinois goes three for three on third down, go down, uh, score a touchdown. From that first drive on, they were one for their next 13 third downs. Wow. So our defense really settled in. Um, there were, there were a lot of good – Dane Belton comes up with another interception. Um, he just – for whatever reason, he just has a nose for the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably could have had another one on the deep ball that kind of hit him in the back. Brandon Peters very, very underthrew his tight end uh, as he was scrambling. Dane Belton ends up, I think it hit him in the ponytail. But if he turns around, uh, he might have a chance to to snag that one. 
Um, and then Jack Campbell, obviously, with the pick six at the very end. So we were back to getting our turnovers, back to forcing their offense to just hand the ball over. <laughs> um, so as far as defense is concerned, um, I thought that they settled in, and then at that point, they kind of got it. Uh, there were some big stops, you know, fourth down. Uh, we force a uh, we force an incompletion, and it's actually Quinn Schulte who comes up, and makes a big play, and we'll talk about that later. Um, just a lot of I, I felt like there were a lot of really good efforts. Seth Benson on a third down finds a way to get in front of his guy, bat it down. I mean, it, it just guys playing at a high level, and you just come to expect that from Iowa. And week in and week out, it happens. Um, and obviously good enough to good enough to stop Illinois enough for our offense to get rolling. And special teams. <laughs> yeah, and honestly it's uh it's kind of cool to see. I mean, we know I was next man in mentality. Um we've seen it time and time again, I feel like and um definitely showed that on Saturday as well with we mentioned it Jack Kerner and um, Matt Hankins being out. Um coach Ferrin said in his uh post game that Jack Kerner dressed like I told you he ran out on on senior day and I guess he said that he practiced this week a little bit but was kind of limping around so he tried to go and then ended up just not being able to but that he's hopeful that he'll be able to play versus Nebraska so not really sure on that one and then Hankins I told you he came out in street clothes and then when he did the the senior day thing he couldn't even jog out to his parents so he kind of it looked like he was limping a little bit almost like one of his legs was like had to be um, kept straight one of those straight legger things. I can't um, say that he actually had one of those on because he had pants on, so I couldn't tell. But anyway, um, he said that he's, uh, Coach Ferentz said that he's got kind of a ways to go. So not really sure what happened there. Not too much of an update, but. Obviously hope the best for both those guys. Yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully Hankins can turn it around before uh, the combine and things like that. So, all right. Um, do you want to hop into offense now? Let's do it. What do you got for me? <laughs> what do I have for you? I have... Do you by chance have a charcuterie board? Not at this exact moment, but oh. if there was something that I wish I had at 9.30 at night in my closet recording a podcast, it would be a charcuterie board. You know where I'd get it from? Where would you get it from? I'd get it from Galena River Wine and Cheese in Galena, Illinois. Tell you what, Matt, they have the best cheeses. I get them from the Cheese of the Month Club, galenariverwineandcheese.com. They have a fantastic selection, cheeses, meats, and uh, balsamics and breads and wines, you name it, they got it. You can visit them online or you can visit them at their storefront in Galena and uh, Galena River Wine and Cheese. Tell them we sent you. Dot com. Yeah, you know what? You do that. <laughs> <laughs> Galena River Wine and Cheese dot com. Check them out. Okay. The offense got it done. And that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> okay. I mean, it wasn't flashy. And even Coach Farron said that. He said, you know, style points are one thing, and sometimes they matter, but I'm more concerned with the win, with what we come out with. Just looking at Iowa's track record and the way that they win games, we win games, uh, I would say that that holds true. (laughs) Yes. So Padilla, his stats also, not super flashy. I'm not going to say he played bad, because I thought he played well. Again, got it done. Stats six. First, uh, six of 17 for 83 yards. <laughs> you just going to give one of those? Yeah, I mean, there were a couple drops in there, uh, a couple balls that he decided to throw away, which were good decisions. Um, or uh, a bootleg where he made this great play, basically just ran into the defensive end. Um, 
shrugged off that tackle, ran for a few more yards. I think he uh, chose to slide just a little bit early. But outside of that, I mean, it, it just avoiding pressure. Yeah. And what avoiding I like to Avoiding bad s- plays is kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. And what I like to see is extending the play. Right. Right. I think that's something that a lot of us missed um, just in the past, I don't know few years i would say i think cj was really good at extending the play um what one comes to mind is versus iowa uh not iowa state ohio state um and i think was it him or was it stanley that threw the ball when he had like a, a defensive lineman oh, hanging on his stanley. ankle yeah, yeah. And he throws a touchdown to hawkinson that's 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 what was um in my head so yeah stanley that one comes to my mind because that was um that was really fun to watch so i'd like i said i think it's just really exciting when you watch a quarterback exp- extend the play like that uh but yeah i mean I, I thought that he made good decisions with the ball. Uh, like I said, there were a few, um, uh, a few drops. Now with taking a shot, sometimes the other guy will make a play. You know, we he tried to hit Keegan on a deep ball. Um, one thing that he'll continue to see as he gets older is being able to manipulate the safety. So if he knows he's going to come back to his right, he really needs to stare down the receiver on the left and then come back to the right. Um, that way he can manipulate that safety and truly make it one-on-one with Keegan and the DB. But if he's looking at him the whole time, the safety's going to read his eyes and then make it two-on-one, and then we're outmanned. So little things like that I think he'll continue to pick up and continue to see. But it's I still like the fact that he's giving his guys a shot. Definitely. Um, Arlen Bruce. Kind of his coming out party, wasn't it? I think so. I I thought I thought he was very fun to watch. Two receptions for 45 yards. Again, not a super flashy stat line. But it's half of Padilla's total yards. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, seeing that, you're like, okay. But, you know, his his two catches definitely lit a fire. Lit a fire in, the, uh, in Kinnick Stadium, for sure. And another one just giving him a shot. Now, yeah. the ball was an interesting one coming out of Padilla's hands, but it was kind of like a back shoulder but it wasn't intended to be a back shoulder. Either way, it ended up uh, turning Arlen around, and he touched, like, the outside ball of his ankle on the ground. Ew. Before his knee touched out of bounds. Like, it was a split, like, like you're splitting hairs to say that he was in bounds. He was, Mm -hmm. but it was very close. So uh, kudos to him for making a big play like that. And then, obviously, he gets us on the board with the end around, um, that is a dude who does not go down easy. He's always looking to, I don't know if he's looking for contact, but it kind of seems like that. Yeah, which, again, that's just another piece of extending the play, right? Yards after catch, as they say. Or yards after contact, in that case. Yards after contact, as they say. <laughs> both are true, both are true. Okay. Both can be true at the same time, Matthew. Ugh. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, another kind of interesting stat that again proves that it wasn't a super flashy offensive win. We were outgained on offense 312 to 255 yards. <laughs> hey, that's that. That goes along with again the bend don't break mentality. Mm-hmm. It's you know we might give up uh, we might give up some yards, but you're not leaving with points. And if you are, it's probably only three. Yeah. The only play that I want to go back to is I touched on it a little bit is I'm surprised that we didn't go forward on that fourth down on the first drive. Mm-hmm. Um, we were moving the ball a little bit. Um, then we ran the, like I said, that, that extended toss with uh, Tyler Goodson. Um, got a yard, so it's probably fourth and three or so. Um, 
I'm just kind of surprised that we didn't come back to it. As I alluded to, um, we had uh, we had a couple drops, so obviously need to clean those up. Uh, it kind of seems like each week there's two or three plays that we could have made um, that unfortunately we just, uh, for whatever reason, weren't able to. So making the makeables, as KF would say, um, might put this team to where Padilla is over 100 yards <laughs> through the air. But the fact that, you know, just keeping us on the field, that's the biggest thing. Can you keep the can you keep the offense on the field and not go three and out or, you know, third down and, and staying on the field? Like I said, Illinois had a very tough time, you know, after that first drive converting on third down. We weren't great either, five of 16. Um, they ended up four of 16 after getting their first three. So not great, but... Um, Obviously, that's something that, you know, catch here and there. We catch a couple of those slants over the middle, which we did utilize the middle quite a bit. Um, you know, like I had mentioned in the preview that nobody heard. Um, <laughs> but uh, alas, you know, just little things like that, staying on the field. I One of the things that really helped us too, turnovers, but being disciplined. Uh, you know, they had 10 penalties. We only had three. You know, little things like hmm. that can lead to success. Okay. Staying disciplined, though, and like... Being able to really focus in when you're with company, because it's very easy for us just to sit on our phones and not be be with the people that we're with. Yes. As they say, focus up, Vandenberg. Eyes up. Okay. Okay. Let's let's actually have a conversation. And you know a way that you can do that? How? Go to Fortuna Cafe, downtown Iowa City. It is a game board cafe. Ever heard of one? Uh, I mean, I have because we've talked about them on the podcast. But prior to this, not really, no. Me either. $6 cover charge. Just got to go in, pick your board game, pick your beverage, hang out with your friends, your family, whoever it might be, and uh, and hang out and have a good time. Disconnect while reconnecting. I like it. That should be their slogan. I said that last time, but it should be their <laughs> slogan. Um, yeah, go check them out. Now that we are, we're past our, our Saturday games. Now you've got your open weekends. It's a perfect time to go get cozy in Fortuna Cafe. Maybe have some hot chocolate. I don't know if they have that there, but I'm, I bet they do. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, go check them out. Downtown Iowa City in the Ped Mall Fortuna Cafe. Go enjoy. Okay. I was, for the first time in my life, shouting GBR in my living room. Uh, that I know. Was, but see, this is what it's like being a Nebraska fan. Yes, being a Nebraska fan is about the same as being an Iowa State fan. This is what we learned. Because yeah. <laughs> last year, last year, before Iowa was playing, remember it was like all funky, and are we going to have a season, are we not, blah, blah, blah. And Iowa State was playing a game, and you're like, you know what, this year we'll be an Iowa State fan. It's fine. Just somebody to root for. Same state. And we were watching that first game, and they blew it. And we're like, this is it. This is what it's like. And guess what? It's the same thing with the dang Cornhuskers. <laughs> well, then it was the Big 12 championship a couple years back. Mm. And we were like, okay, Iowa State. And then they throw an interception on third down to seal the game for Oklahoma. <laughs> so uh, that's what it's like being a Cornhusker and a Cyclone fan. I know. I was cheering hard for him, too. And you know what? It was a pretty good back and forth. And if we learned anything, it's that this week, and we'll talk about this on the preview, we should have some pretty good opportunities for our DBs to make some plays through the air. Turnovers are real, but their offense is real too. I mean, uh-huh. they overloaded their staff and yet still put up 28 points on Wisconsin, who I believe is top five defense in the country. Yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't sleep on them. But at the same time, actually, they might have only put up 21. 
it was in the 20s. Don't matter. But um, anyway, that game again went back and forth. But yeah, you can't sleep on Nebraska. Man, you also can't root for them because they'll break your heart. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's rough. So Wisconsin has Minnesota this week. Yeah, so they play for Paul Bunyan's Axe. Mm. I don't know where that game is located. They're also playing for a trip to Indy. That's it. If Wisconsin wins, they're in. If they lose and we win, then we're in. And if we both lose, then I think Wisconsin goes. You know what I say to that? Goldie, spin your head, or whatever they say. Uh, well, Minnesota did look good this past week. They played Indiana, a beat-up mm-hmm. Indiana team. But, I mean, now we got to cheer for the—well, first of all, we got to cheer for us and win. Yes. And then we need to cheer for the Golden Gophers to take back the axe. True that. You think uh, Nebraska's going to sell out their stadium again? Don't they always? Yeah. Pretty sure the boosters buy however many extra tickets they have to buy just to make it sold out. Isn't that true? This is true. Yeah. So, yes, they will. <laughs> and actually, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually sold out. This should be a pretty good game. I think it will be, too. Um, everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving. I hope you're able to gather with friends and family and give thanks for all of the things and all of the blessings in your life. I think it's very easy, especially in this day and age, to kind of take things for granted. Mm-hmm. But to really give thanks and to and to understand that we're all blessed. Yes. And on that note, as we're talking about being thankful, um, as we get into this holiday season, Matt and I are on the hunt for some sort of charitable um, something that we can give back to. Um Maybe it's coats for kids. Maybe it's some sort of like adopt a family um, and then utilize this podcast and utilize our other um, platforms to raise some money, raise some funds and, and try to give back in some sort of way. So if anyone has any ideas that's listening out there, has some sort of connection to a foundation or anything like that, please reach out via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook message. I don't care. Um, just find a way to get in contact with us and... Um, we will try to set something up and, like I said, utilize our platforms and try to bless somebody else in the process. So, okay, Nebraska week. I will not be saying GBR this week. Um, Matt, real quick here before we close out this podcast. Um, unsung hero. Um, I'm not going to do one this week because I'm going to take the one that we actually had a fan submission. Jordan Loprena. Lazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use this one. Jordan Loperena shouts out to you. Um, he's actually an Iowa grad, worked for BTN for a bit, and I'm not really sure what he's doing right now. Um, anyway, think, thank you for tweeting yeah, at us. Pretty sure he worked for ESPN, too. I don't Dang. know. Anyway, he's got good deal. Got some history in sports, for sure. Anyway, um, there was a, a little shout-out by Jordan for Henry Marquise on his block. Well, he said number 13, but it's Henry Marquise. <laughs> True that. So, talk to me. Henry Marquise. Number 13. Also, I believe he's the twin that met his brother um, on senior day. Yeah, talk to me about that quick. Oh my gosh. I saw the video. Yeah, it was the sweetest thing in the whole entire world. Um, He just went out there and met his family and his brother, his twin brother actually plays um, as a tight end for for Illinois. So he went out there and and greeted him too. And they were like kind of messing with each other out on the 50 yard line. It was super funny. I saw uh, Kyler Schott tweet about it and said, if you actually know these people, that was not a, if you played Call of Duty with these guys, you know, that wasn't a playful push. Like they, it's straight competitiveness. (laughs) 
I mean, if you've got two twin brothers that both play D1 Big Ten football, I would assume they're both pretty competitive. And Henry definitely showed his uh, his competitive edge in this kick return. He blocked this guy for like 15 yards in this like stiff arm situation. <laughs> I don't even know. But anyway, um, the guy that he was blocking, his kind of job was to make sure that Charlie did not get on the outside, which clearly, as you saw, he got on the outside and then right down the sideline, he went to the end zone. So Henry being in position, like I said, having that that arm locked out and, and, and keeping him on the inside just uh, sealed the deal and uh, and got Charlie there to the end zone. Um, so, yeah, just uh, yeah. So job well done by Henry Marques. Also, did you know that he was a highly touted, highly respected baseball player? I mean, yes, because I played with him. But <laughs> I thought I thought I had heard that he had some like um, some opportunity with like MLB type stuff. I don't know. I, I think I, his name come up and came up in a draft, but I can't say that for certain. Interesting. Yeah. So extremely athletic person, but he chose to play football. Pretty cool. Um, so shout out to Jordan Loprena for for uh, showing us that, and then uh, shout out to Henry for our unsung hero. Uh, so mine, I'm actually going to stay on the same side of the ball. So Henry Marquez is a DB, uh, originally receiver moved to DB. Now I'm going to go with Quinn Schulte. Hmm, okay. So Quinn Schulte stepping in, uh, for the injured Jack Kerner. Um, and he wore, it was so weird because I don't know if Iowa tries to like match people to their, to their numbers. They do. You know, that's for a fact. I know that for a fact because when I was at an iClub event, um, Brian Ferentz was there, and I was like, it was right after, it was a year after you graduated. And Nico, obviously, just started wearing your number, and I was like, hey, I got a question for you. I was, like, interviewing him, and I was like, this is totally off script, but why did you put somebody in number 89? Like, you kind of broke my heart a little bit. And he's like, hey, looks just like him. You know, got to put somebody in there. And so, yeah, I know that they try to make, you know, people <laughs> look similar into their jerseys. I don't know why they do it, but they do. Well, maybe it's like then they never actually graduate. It's just the same person over and over again. Kind of like that, or maybe it just... Either way. So, uh, Quinn Schulte comes out in number 30, and I could have sworn it was Jake Gervas. <laughs> uh, Jake's doing great jobs in LA, uh, playing for the Rams, but I could have sworn it was Jake Gervas that stepped on the field. But anyway, Quinn Schulte is my unsung hero. Number one, next man in, coming in, playing great. But fourth down, it's 16... Oh... Is it 16 to 23 at this time or something like that? Mm -hmm. I think they were going down. Uh, Illinois was trying to go down and tie the game up. And it's fourth down. It's fourth and five. And their tight end runs a little out. Brandon Peters probably could have thrown a better ball. But um, his tight end gets both hands on it. He's kind of juggling it, but he definitely has it. And as he hits the ground, Quinn Schulte doesn't give up on the play and plays through his hands. So what I mean by that is when um, when a receiver is trying to catch the ball, DBs are meant to basically swipe in between their two hands. Hmm. That way the ball, they don't have anywhere to put the ball. So this particular tight end has both hands on it. He's going down and Quinn Schulte comes in and basically swipes it out right before he hits the ground. Incomplete pass, Iowa football. So little things like that for a guy just to come in. And apparently didn't know that he was going to have the workload he had. You know, Jack Kerner was trying to give it a go. But for him to pop in, make a play like that uh, on a fourth down, got to have it, give the ball back to our offense. Unsung hero, Quinn Schulte. That's a great one. 
I really enjoyed that Unsung Hero. Okay, well, that will send us into the end of this podcast. We are officially back online, everybody. <laughs> so we will be back um, Friday morning. Thursday with, morning. Oh, my gosh. We're going to drop this on Thanksgiving. <gasps> everybody can sit around the table as you're eating your turkey and listen to this podcast or after you're eating your turkey and taking a nap and just pop your headphones in. <laughs> and, Don't take a nap to us talking. I don't know. Or, oh, uh, some people go on, like, um, long drives on Thanksgiving, so, to go see family. Anyway, um, yes, Thursday morning, we will have our preview of Nebraska out. Be on the lookout for that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was nice to see that people actually missed us. <laughs> um, I will say, I think there's one last thing that we should at least mention. Oh, boy, I've been trying to close this podcast out now for the past, like, five minutes. You what? know this is what happens when Midwesterners say bye. It's like nine byes. What do you want? Um, I think it's of note to mention that Tyler Lundebaum was not mentioned as a senior mm-hmm. and he did not do any senior day festivities. That That is worth note. So. Very particularly interesting. Okay. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you guys Thanksgiving morning. Yes. Enjoy the time with your family and uh, let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.